Good evening and welcome to the Pompey Politics Podcast. I'm Ian Tiny Morris. And I'm Simon Sandsbury. Well, it's Wednesday night, so you could argue that we are either three days late or four days early. And uh, a few minutes as well, just off of the uh, off of the pace. And I need to check that Simon is in fact there, because at the moment all I can hear is myself coming back. Are you there, Simon? I am indeed here. Um, sorry for that one. Um, our apologies. Yes, that was indeed for a show about predictions. That wasn't something we predicted. Um, no. But, um, no. Yes. So in what is becoming a bit of an annual tradition, it's time for us to flop out our crystal balls, as it were and gaze into the future of tomorrow and see whether um see whether this year um mine are working better than yours because um yeah i think i think you've won the last three have you not um i believe so yes i can't honestly remember what did, did we do predictions in the first year because we we started on something like the 16th of april so i can't remember whether i think we did predictions because we were ahead of the election obviously but um yes. but yeah so far i i've been luckier than you have shall we say yes yes indeed so um our busiest year for hustings this year simon we got uh we got half the wards in portsmouth across the line which uh which Sets us up beautifully for all fourteen next year, does it not? <laughs> it, it does. Hopefully, they'll be a little bit easier to organise, um, and um, we won't be fraught with as many technical issues. Um, but if we can have technical issues uh, tonight rather than tomorrow night, that will be um, um, a bit less stressful, I guess. Um, so yes, um, a whole seven wards. It was nearly eight, um, but unfortunately, despite having two very interested. Um, candidates among the um, I can't remember if it's five or six um, in Milton uh, among the candidates that there are in Milton unfortunately we just couldn't get them to settle on a date um, and we just ran out of time so our apologies to them and to the voters of Milton that they were um, we weren't able to secure a hustings for them but yeah the seven that we did um, very good we um, some um, some great exchanges um, from all the candidates that took part um, and um, and our thanks to um, to those that um, came back to us and took part or indeed those that um, said that they couldn't make it and provided some opening and closing speeches which I read hopefully to some sort of to their to their pleasure I hope Oh yeah, and to be fair, I think the other thing is the uh, the the biggest array of of parties ever. We had uh, we had Lib Dems, Labour, Conservative, Portsmouth Independent Party, an Independent Independent, a Green and Reform UK. That's a I think that's another record, isn't it? Um, we certainly had more parties involved. And this wasn't in one hustings, by the way, but um, we had more um, we had more parties involved this year um, than we've had before. Yes, uh, so we've had our we had our first candidates from Reform UK um, taking part, um, and I think Cal standing as an independent was the first. In, yeah, definitely. Um, the first no, in, hang on, because um, no, is my memory betraying me? Um, didn't Jeanette Smith? Um, take part last year. I can't. I can't, I can't remember. I I have trouble remembering oh, yesterday, let alone last week. Sorry, Jeanette. No worries. So yes, but um, but um, yeah, no, a, a good hustings. 
And never one to rest on our laurels. We another two shows this week, the prediction show tonight, and then tomorrow, for those of you who have a late night yearning, um, somehow we've managed to blag our way into the count with our our press based credentials. <laughs> well, yeah, our in, entirely um Please, can we come in? Um, approach and the council, uh, bless them, were were, um, were very amenable. So, yeah, so we will be there, um, probably caffeined up to our eyeballs, um, making our way through the highs and lows of, of the of the count and um, and negotiating the the fun that is. So it's our first outside broadcast, as it were. Um, we've never done anything that hasn't either been a live stream. Um, from the internet and indeed our first live stream was um, on the 31st of January 2021 as the the UK left the EU at 11 o'clock at night Um, so a similar sort of timing hopefully to different levels of results and interest Um, but um, but yeah everything else has been done um, as done from from Pompey Politics Podcast Central aka my front room so um, yeah It'll be it'll be an interesting it'll be an interesting evening. So if you are a candidate or a campaigner that's at the count tomorrow, um, please do feel free to stop by if you'd um, if you'd like to say hi and um, and give us your thoughts as as the evening progresses. Um, so yeah, that's going to be an interesting one. So our our predictions our predictions. Yes. Um, Fourteen wards um, up for grabs as always with our strange. 42 being the answer to the universe split into three chunks of 14 and so who's who's got their uh who's got their political futures on the line to tomorrow then simon 14 wards who's uh who's out in terms of our parties so do you mean by by which do you mean the um, which parties have candidates that are up yes. for a re-election yes. uh, right sorry um so i beg your pardon so um yeah so of the 14 wards up for election six of them are, are current liberal democrat candidates six of them are current conservative candidates um and two of them are currently labor candidates although one of those um so this is in comparison to who who was returned in 2019 yes uh, so charles dickens as we'd covered in the charles dickens hustings and indeed our um our special interview with cal corkery um as everybody i'm sure in portsmouth knows by now is um is standing as it as an independent so um so yeah that's um that's kind of a one to watch so yeah six six and and two we'll, we'll kind of see how that goes and how that leaves the format of the council um in order to have overall control any political party needs to reach a total of 22 um, sitting councillors um we haven't had overall control in the city for quite some time now um but we've had a minority administration in the form of the liberal democrats um that's um that's been able to get its business done with with support from other parties so it's um yeah it's going to be an interesting one will it will it result in a um in any party getting um an overall control no not a chance in hell see that not a chance you know we can add up that's not gonna happen no so there is um, (laughs) more chance tomorrow of us being mistaken for thelma and louise than there is of any party gaining overall control because i think i think to get across the mad the line um think roughly um one party would have to win i think the conservatives or the lib dems would have to win something like um 12 of the 14 seats and i think 
for either Labour or the Portsmouth Independents. I think if they win all 14, which don't get me wrong, would be a great night for all of them. But um, it isn't going to take them past the magic 22. Uh, no, so the so the current standing of the of the council is that there are um, there are seventeen Liberal Democrats, thirteen Conservatives, um, eight um, councillors sitting as Labour councillors, uh, one Independent. Um, well, sorry, actually, no, that's no, no, sorry, seven uh, Labour, then two Independents. Hang on, I've done my numbers wrong, haven't I? So yeah, so. Um, yeah, so the independents are in the form of so uh, Judith Smythe um, is currently sitting out with of the of the Labour group um, under a suspension, and as we talked about earlier, Cal um, is sitting as an independent, um, and then we've got the Portsmouth Independence Party um, with its three councillors. Kirst- so Kirsty's so an independent as well. Oh, that's where my not- oh god, how did I manage to bugger that up? I'm completely on my numbers. Sorry, guys. Um, so uh, yeah, so there'll be some interesting things to watch. So there'll be. Um, a slew of independence um we'll, we'll see kind of what happens but kind of um we've got a we've got a um a handy image that we've we've borrowed with uh with tim's uh with tim's permission from tim owens um that shows us uh, basically who all, the, who all the candidates are and i'll share i'll share that in the in the chat in a minute so that's kind of really handy for us to kind of see and it also shows uh shows us what who the basically who the incumbent Sorry, which party the um, was was elected in two thousand nineteen? So yeah, a selection of, of candidates across the wards, um, but also um, one of the things that we did take a look at was um, was about the vote share between mm. political party. Um, so uh, so when you look uh, back through the years, so the um, so the earliest date that we've got um, on um, on. On, on record at the moment at, at the council because um, they only kind of keep them up there on the on the internet for a certain a certain amount of time goes back to uh, 2014 uh, but yeah overall the, the the kind of there's been a kind of overall um, a peak and trough kind of vote share from the conservatives a slowly in, um, an incline um, overall trend from the liberal democrats but a I think a sharper um, incline um, overall from uh, from labor over time but um also back in 2014 we had quite a few ukip councillors and um their vote share literally dis- disappeared um and and then of course the most recent um sorry don't forget don't forget the greens the, their vote share is um saw a bit of an increase um sorry the number of votes saw a bit of an increase in um in 2015 um but after that you know roughly kind of I think there's a shallow incline kind of over over the course there, but of course the most recent story would be Portsmouth Independence of literally coming out of nowhere in the last um, in the last couple of years to have now, as we said, three councillors. Yeah, and I think the interesting challenge, uh, you know, when we look at the uh, and we'll get onto different wards in a minute, is one of the challenges when you look at the vote share uh, as an overall. I mean, we've been, you know, we've spoken in the past about. The fact, you know, it, it, there is no PR and, you know, historically there have been some wards, um, particularly in the north of the city, where the vote share for the Conservatives have been considerable. Whereas I think as you move south, um, there aren't as many wards where I would say you see, you know, vote shares over the 50 percent mark. So, you know, it can be a little bit misleading when we look at the Portsmouth as a whole because as we've discussed on the podcast over the last 
three years probably uh it must be one of the very few cities in the uh in the the whole of the country that returns a conservative mp a labor mp and the council's run by the lib dems so uh does that mean we're balanced or confused i'm never quite certain um, or it might just mean that um, that the people of Portsmouth figure out that maybe they've got a different decision that they land on when it comes to what they want done locally and what they want done nationally. It's a it's an interesting thing we've talked before on the on the show um, and quite often with guests about the difference between um, voting for a particular party or indeed voting for a particular candidate. Some people are loyal to one or the other or both, um, and some people are more loyal to the to the person uh, rather than than the party. Um, um, and indeed, you see that because over over the years, we've seen several people kind of swap from one party to the other. So, um, yeah, Portsmouth is um, is an interesting um, electoral map in in that respect. Um, it's often referred to as a as a northern town on the on the south coast, um, but its electoral success um, is perhaps a conundrum, but a, um, a you know a, a happy a happy result um, for um, for some parties over others, perhaps depending on how you how you kind of lean and how you interpret that exactly so in terms of moving to the predictions we we yes um just to understand the way we're going to do it this evening just to, to tidy things up a bit is rather than historically we've started at baffins and finished at st tom's whereas this year we've we've both independently worked on our predictions and we thought this year we'd we'd go to we'd start with uh, safest in terms of the results we were each most certain of, um, mm-hmm. going down to the wards where we think there is most jeopardaciousness. I think is that's that even a, word. a word. I don't think it's a word, no. Where <laughs> the, perhaps now. the result is in more jeopardy and um, mm-hmm. things are a bit closer. So we'll go turn and turn about. So, okay. um, so without throwing a coin in the air and you pretending it's you, um, I, I called... <laughs> And on my imaginary coin, I called heads and it was heads. So I'm going to start. Okay. Start uh, for 10. So top of my list, number one, result I am most certain of. Okay. Hallsgrove. Okay. So you're most certain of Hallsgrove. Uh, my ward that I'm most certain of is Drayton and Farlington. Interesting. So I've gone for, I've gone for Hallsgrove as an... Portsmouth independence gain. What have okay. you got? Have you got where does Paulsgrove sit on your list? Um, on my list, Paulsgrove isn't actually that far behind. Um, I've got Paulsgrove as the as the twelfth, so the the third most confident. Are you um, number three? Ward. Yes. So it's so it's the yeah. So I've kind of ordered them as in most confident, as in the highest number. So. Um, you know trust us to to, between two people we figured out two different ways to measure this um so uh yeah so uh paul's grove is my number is my third but i think there's quite a i I don't think there's much between the ones at the top for me to be honest with you um so um so paul's grove you're um you were saying that you reckon that's um that's going that's going pitwards um i would also agree um that paul's grove is um is going um towards um pip um and indeed um i was just do we want to discuss it in more in more detail or are yeah. we yeah i mean i guess the, uh, the rationale behind it um for me 
um, if we look at um, if we look at Paul's Grove historically, um, it was a lay it was a Labour ward. Then the Conservatives took over, had years of of almost winning it unopposed, pretty much on the Port Solent vote. George Madgwick, the father of Portsmouth Independence Party, um, turned the whole world upside down um, the year before last. Um, his dad won last year, and I think it was a uh, you know part of George's thinking was that Paulsgrove had been neglected by the major political parties, and uh, he sought to change that. And I think he, he's won in some way. And lost in others, as I think, um, perhaps uh, the the major parties are concentrating their efforts elsewhere, and giving Pip a clear run on this one. Um, I mean, I don't, I got nothing really to kind of contribute um, to that reasoning. I think, um, I think it's quite clear that um, the other parties have, uh, to be, you know, let's be really honest with you, there have only been two parties doing any campaigning in Paul's Grove uh, for the last three or four years, and that's been Portsmouth Independence Party and and latterly the the Conservatives. But I don't think even they seem to have done much um, in um, campaigning in in Paul's Grove this year because they're also def they're defending six um, six wards. So. Um, you've got to kind of make choices about where you put your resources um, in order to kind of um, deliver the result that you need. And it's all about, it's not about percentage, it's all about getting one more vote than the next person. So, you know, that's kind of where it is. Uh, and just to kind of list out the candidates in Paulsgrove this year, so we've got Catherine Cole for the Liberal Democrats, Chris Dyke for Portsmouth Independence Party, Charlie Douglas for the Conservatives, and Eloise Haddenham for the Labour Party. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're both predicting um, a pip win on um, Impulse Grove. Charlie Douglas, an old friend of the pod. Which Indeed. Is nice to hear. So your your top pick, though, was Drayton and Farlington. Um, yes. Uh, who have you got winning that and why? Um, so uh, so DNF, um, it comically referred to as the ward where pretty much the Conservatives weigh their vote share rather than count it um obviously the council do actually count the votes just to clarify um yeah i've got that as a as a conservative um as a conservative hold um with um with hannah hockaday uh, being returned as the as the new uh, conservative councillor um for drayton and Fa um, drayton and farlington um having been um having been voted out uh, from Cosham um the year before so um yeah so I think that's an easy conservative win. What are you, what are you thinking? I, I had that as number two on my list. Um, and again, <laughs> I was pretty confident the cons would take that. So, uh, um, so we've knocked off your one and your three and my one and my two. So I guess the question is... Have we possibly made this more complicated than we needed no, to? No, I don't think so. I, I think it, okay. it makes sense. So the question is, who was your... Who was your second most confident? Who's uh, who's on your list then? So the ward I'm second most confident about is Charles Dickens. Ooh. 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 What are you <laughs> saying? Um, I I think that's um quite I think that's easily going to be an independent win for Cal. That is very interesting. Because on my list, 
it's number three, and I've got Cal Romping home as well. So, um, so our top three are the same. Um, yeah, yeah. This is this just is just in slightly un- in slightly different order. This is not like us to. It's to it's, un- so much. it's unnerving. There's oh, been dear. no collusion. No, I think at the end of the day, Cal is a hardworking local councillor. Um, I'm I've never been a greatest fan of his politics, but for his work ethic and the things that he does for Charles Dickens. Christ, I think even I'd hold my nose and vote for him. So, uh, so we'll um, we'll agree on that one. Um, have you got the list up of for Charles Dickens? The hundreds of them to vote for. Um, yes. So, um, yes. Yeah, so I've just got that on um, on screen. So, yes. Yeah, so Charles Dickens. We've got the so the candidates this year are um, um, Yaya Chowdhury for the Liberal Democrats, uh, Cal Corkery is an independent, Raj Ghosh um, for the Labour Party, Terry Henderson for the Conservative Party, and Ian McCulloch uh, for the Green Party. Um, and um, that being a ward that we held a hustings for, if anybody wants to go and see the hustings um, of that ward, which had um, Yaya and um, Cal uh, taking part, um, then uh, please do pop along. I shall try and pop the... Um, pop the link to it in the chat but you can see that from either our YouTube uh, presence or from our Facebook page you'll be able to see that or indeed listen to it if you don't want to look at people and just listen to them you can um, you can listen to it wherever you get your podcasts marvellous so next on my list number four in the slot and we've had one we've had one conservative we've had one independence one pip so my fourth choice is uh, is Nelson, and I'm calling that a resounding win for the Liberal Democrats and returning the ultimate Lib Dem pavement pounder, Lee Hunt gets back in. Number four on my list. So um, interestingly, I've... So in my numbers, I've got that as number 10, which would be make it four. Um, and that's also Nelson. It'll make it so, fine, um, but um, but um, yes, we are close enough for jazz. So we're going to get <laughs> we're going to get Lee. Oh Hunt. yeah, sorry, beg your pardon. Yeah, I did, yep. uh, yeah, sorry, my eleven. I had St. I had St. Tom's. Um, so yeah, Nelson. Um, and literally without doing them all as ties. Um, yeah, I, I I I can't see there being any um any any serious risk to um to Lee being returned um in Nelson by the good folks of Nelson. So you just you you let slip then your 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 fourth choice, St Tom's. What are you saying is going to happen in St Tom's? Um, so in St Tom's, um, I um, I'm I'm confident that the um, that Chris uh, Chris Atwell will be returned uh, for the Lib Dems. Now, I have got St Tom's down at number six. So we're not too far okay. away. We're a couple out. And I have got that down as another Lib Dem hold. Okay. Um, so um, I just wanted to kind of make sure we didn't skip the um, um, skip the um, skip listing the listing the candidates on. Um, so we talked about Nelson there. So I'm just going to yes, get that sorry. up quickly and then, then turn to turn to um, turn to St Tom's. Um, so. Um, so good old Nelson. Um, 
Uh, yeah, so the um, so the candidates there are Nicholas Doyle uh, for the uh, Trade Union Socialist Coalition, Robin Head for the Labour Party, Lee Hunt for the Liberal Democrats, uh, Duncan Robinson for the Green Party, Kerry-Anne Swan for the Conservatives, and Henry Thorpe uh, for Portsmouth Independence Party. Um, so yeah, I, I, I see that as a as another um, uh, as another comfortable win um, for uh, for Lee and his relentless pavement pounding. Um, and uh, and another one that uh, that one was the. Uh was that Duncan and Lee took part in the hustings there. And so they did indeed. If, you, if you want the Lib Dem and the Green perspective, look that one up online. And so indeed, who, yes. who have we got in St. Tom's? So in St. Tom's, um, so let me just um, get that one um, up for us. Um, so, yeah, so St. Tom's... Um, used to be a bit of a, f a three-way battle to be honest with you um but of late um the uh, the lib dems seem to just be kind of maintaining their lead with the conservatives and labor pretty much kind of fighting it out for duking it out for the second place but them both kind of reducing their their overall kind of vote i think over the last couple of years so uh yeah so chris atwell the liberal democrat candidate edward batterby the labor candidate elliot lee for the greens um, who had also said that he'd wanted to do a hustings, but unfortunately we um, we couldn't get a um, couldn't find any him confirmation a friend, from him. Nope. We couldn't find someone else to take part. So thank you for um, wanting to do that, Elliot. And I think the, that was the same last year. So our apologies, Elliot. One year we will we will get you um, being able to take part. Um, George Biles for the Portsmouth Independence Party and Paul Sweeney for the Conservatives. So those are your candidates um, in St Tom's. Um, yeah. So yeah. so we're agreeing on. Well, so far we're top top six and we've agreed on five of them so the other one that makes up my top six which was in my slot for number five is st jude okay um so um yes yeah, st jude um i've got that um i've got that as as nine in my scale which so. is six in my so yeah. our top six we've we've one two three mm. slightly different order four five six slightly different order but we have got i'm presuming and something unless something's gone hideously wrong we're both agreeing that graham heaney of labor gets to keep his seat um yeah i think over the last over the last few years there's there's um, sporadic kind of highs and lows of the of the Lib Dem um, vote share, but um, but Labour took um, you know Labour um, Labour have um, won it with um, with with Graham obviously uh, back in back in twenty uh, twenty nineteen um, they um, they won it in um, sorry I can't even read my own um, see my own graph um, so yeah so last year they um, they won it um, the year before. Um, the Lib Dems won it the year before that. Um, Labour won it the year before that. The Labour won it the year before that. Lib Dems, the year before that, the Conservatives, and the year before and 2014 uh, was the Conservatives. So it's it seems to have kind of swapped from mm. being a Conservative uh, ward into a fight out between uh, between Lib Dem and Labour. But Labour seemed to be um, taking the higher pegging um, in the order of things um, in, in that ward. So, yeah, I, I, I see that as a, as a return for, for Graham Heaney uh, with uh, David Chandler for the Conservatives, Graham for Labour, um, Harry Melinda for the Greens, Martin Northern uh, for the Lib Dems and Richard Peckham for the Portsmouth Independence Party. 
Um, and again, with the hustings there, um, we had uh, we had Graham and we had uh, Martin and Richard um, in the St Jude hustings. So please do stop by that either on our website, Facebook, YouTube, or listen to it wherever you get your podcasts. Um, if you'd like to hear what those candidates have got to say. Excellent. So we've agreed on the top six safe ones. So who is your seventh? Which in the trying to reverse the numbers using your rather strange and antiquated system. Um that still be, be seven, right? No, I think it's number eight. Okay, if you say so. Um so uh, number eight I've gone for Fratten. Fratten. Yes. Well, interesting. The lovely Dave Ashmore. Indeed. So you've got him in at number seven as the seventh safest seat to be returned. And we agree. I also have the lovely Dave Ashmore in to retain his seat in Fratton. Um, yeah, I think it's been um, it's been a, quite a close run thing over over um, the last couple of years um, with um with the basically with the labor party and the the lib dems um essentially essentially kind of trading blows and, retur and returning councillors in in different years um but yeah I, I i see the the people of uh, the people of fratton wanting wanting a bit more of ashmore um and therefore um voting for him um for uh, for um for another uh, for another term um yeah so last year um, tom coles was returned was returned uh, for labor um, the um, the year before that, uh, Stuart Brown for the Liberal Democrats, and in twenty uh, twenty nineteen, obviously Dave Ashmore was returned again. Um, but it's it seems to be a bit of a fight. Um, if you go back quite a way, it was a ward that had uh, um, uh, had a, in twenty fourteen it, it returned a UKIP councillor. Yep. Um, so there's been kind of a bit of a battle. Um, I mean, in twenty um, in twenty fifteen, there were. Um, seven candidates on the on the ballot paper whereas um this time um the 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 folks um they're just gonna have to put up with six yeah and i think um the the other thing i throw into the mix on this one which is why it might have looked closer on paper but i moved it higher up my list um i think i've got to give a give a shout out of respect to uh to jacob short uh mm -hmm. in, in fratton who is a a young man in uh, moving into politics and he really has you know, in terms of a, a, a man who's worked jolly hard on the campaign um, trail, he really has worked hard. But I think there is that element of I, I tend to see I, I tend to see Pip more taking votes off of Conservatives and perhaps a little bit more off of Labour than they will offer the Lib Dems. So hence, I'm confident Dave Ashmore is going to get home and hosed. Um, yes. Um, so the candidates this year um, in Fratton are Samet Alves for the Green Party, uh, Dave Ashmore for the Liberal Democrats, Amy Louise Guaida uh, for Labour, who uh, stood uh, last year in Nelson and took part in last year's Nelson um, hustings, uh, Chris Pickett for the um, Trade Union and Socialist Coalition, uh, Peter Ross for the Conservatives, and as you said, Jacob Short uh, for PIP. So um, yeah, I think it's a I think it's a type one. Um, you know, it, I think it's a hard hard fought one um but i think uh I, yeah um I, I i don't you know i i see that as being a um being a, ret a return for uh, a return of more ash so we've done the top half this is now where i think we'll start to get a little bit wobblier um so my number eight on the list um 
I've I've gone hometown here, and and I'm I'm confident in Cosham. You're confident in Cosham. Um, mm. So on my reckoning, that would make seven. Um, yeah, because um, I've just done it weirdly. Um, so um, and I've got Copner. Oh, you've got Copner. So let's let's go. Where have I got Copner? I've got Copner somewhere. Hope so. Oh, it's the next one. So we're pretty much there. We, we are very close yeah. again. Cosham, I, I mean, I've looked at, at Cosham, obviously, last year. Um, you know, Asgashar turning over, you know, what would be seen to be a very strong conservative um, conservative ward. I think Asgar works really hard, very visible presence, really strong local brand. Um, and I think, you know, that, that, that carried him home last time. Um, Lee Mason, ex-Lord Mayor, I think um, I, I don't see Labour as active this year as they were last year. And, you know, I, I just don't think Mary perhaps has the same personal brand in Cosham that, that Asga had. So I'm going for a Conservative hold. Um, I... Um... I agree. Um, I think that, um, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think um, I think Lee's going to have a tougher time of it than he than he did in uh, certainly than he did in um, in twenty nineteen. Um, but um, but yeah, I do think that he's um, he's still going to he's still going to um, he's still going to make it over the line with a with a much slimmer majority. So I think I think it, it it's going to be closer. But I, I do think that he's he's still we're still going to be returning a um, a conservative in Cosham. Well, in twenty nineteen was like a who's who, wasn't it? I'm looking back at it, oh, <laughs> fond memories. There was George Madgwick was there and Yaya Chowdhury was standing in Charles Dickens and one fresh faced exuberant political youth, one Simon Sansbury stood in. Uh, Stood in caution back in the heady days of 2019. Um, yeah, I mean, but also 2019 was uh, was a by-election. Um, so um, because um, a, a previous um, councillor had um, had resigned, so the last year of their term was actually up for election. So um, it, everyone in Cosham that year was entitled to actually mark um, two people on the ballot paper. Not something that everybody got. Uh, got the idea of um but nonetheless um the 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 um the returned candidates that year with um with the first and second highest number of votes were uh, were indeed um lee mason and uh matthew um atkins so um yeah it's um it, it it's um it's uh, until Shah broke the mold it, since about 2012 it's been a it's been a bit of a Tory stronghold caution um so we'll see, we'll see how it runs whether you know whether enough of the Tory votes going to stay home perhaps um tomorrow um will that um will that be enough to um and then you know uh, any other campaign we'll we'll see what the what the good voters of caution have decided but um yeah I agree with you I I, I do think that that Lee's going to um Lee's going to win it marvelous so talk to me about Copner um copner so um sorry i find it hard to say that without entering into some sort of faux cockney 
Um, oh, I didn't do the candidates for. No, you did um, not for Cosham. So, um, so uh, Cosham candidates: uh, David Fuller for the Liberal Democrats, Lee Mason for the Conservative Party, uh, Tom Olds. Oh, sorry, I've listed him there as a Portsmouth Independence Party, and that will be the case on the ballot paper. But I understood that he's since parted ways with the yes. Portsmouth Independence Party. Um, and Mary Vallely for the Labour Party, and Veronica Wagner for the National Health Action Party. Uh, so those are the candidates in Cosham. Um, obviously, you um, take your ballot paper, makes your choices. Uh, but Copner, yeah. Um, so um, yeah. So I th yeah. I think so. Last year it was it was quite an interesting um, interesting thing. I think there was a close on battle between um, Portsmouth Independence Party candidate um, uh, Raymond Dent um, and. Um, and the Conservatives, um, with the Conservatives narrowly, um, very, very narrowly, um, still winning that over. Um, are Pip going to pip them at the post this year? Um, or is there going to be a Conservative win? Um, so, I think it's going to be a tough fight. Yep. But I do think that, um, um, and again, Spencer Gardner, the Conservative candidate, was also um, on the Nelson Hustings last year. Uh, with us um, and um, yeah, I, th I, th I think that's going to be a conservative hold. And and we agree. And obviously, there's uh, what we are seeing is quite a number of uh, councillors who are stepping down this year. And and mm -hmm. Rob New is uh, uh, the incumbent at the moment, and he's uh, he's uh, stepping aside. So again, I I've got exactly the same dynamic that you have. Um, I think it will be. I don't think it'll be as tight as it was last year. Um, uh, and I've got Conservatives 1 and Pip at 2. So, um, right. So, the, um, so, oh, sorry, yep. um, the candidates in Copner. Yep. Um, so we've got Arif Chowdhury for the Labour Party, Raymond Dent for Portsmouth Independence Party, uh, Nicky Dodd for the Liberal Democrats, Spencer Gardner for the Conservatives, and Ben Warner uh, for the Greens. Um, and um, yeah, Copner was again another ward that we were unfortunately unable to uh, schedule in um, a hustings this year. It was just one where um, kind of early, quite early on, it, it um, we just couldn't get the dates to work. So um, our apologies uh, to voters in Copner and to the candidates that had come forward. Right, we are now down to the last five. <laughs> I feel like there should be some sort of drum roll. Some sort of drum roll. Who's next on your list for confidence? So, um, so hang on. So numbers number five Swift. on your your list. Is it five? So I had Copner as my number seven. Shouldn't I be at my number six? Oh, if you've got a number six. Yeah. Oh, mind you, that was Cosham. So we've already yeah. talked about Cosham. So yeah. it would be my number five. You're quite right. I'm doing better um, than you are. And you've got the bloody spreadsheet in front of you. <laughs> yeah, but I... Here we go. All right. <laughs> um, see what I have to put up with. These picks on me all the time. Um, so um, despite me pulling what little, little hair I had out um, in order to get us live again. So um, so my my number five, five's alive. Um, I've got that as Hilsey. Hilsey, we agree. Aha. Now, but do we agree on the result? Therein lies the question. So last year, Hilsey was um, was the shock of the seismic. night with seismic shock uh, with uh, Frank Jonas 
um, being beaten uh, by Russell Simpson from Portsmouth Independence. So um, will the Portsmouth Independence repeat uh, repeat that magic this year um, and um, and oust Scott Peter Harris. Um, Scott Peter Harris and uh, Mariam Daniel, the um, the Labour candidate, both took part in the Hillsy Hustings on Sunday. Um, so go look that one up if you want to go and have a listen to um, to what they um, to what they said. Um, I still think that's this is a this is a good fight, um, but I don't think Lightning's going to strike. Um, in the same place twice. Um, I think that Scott's going to Scott's going to win this. And again, I, I see this one very much as, and it's interesting. We talk about um, we talk about parties and and personalities, and often the local elections are very much about um, you know sometimes people over parties. And and if I look at last year, um, you know it. Whilst it came as a as a shock, um, you know, I think if you looked at it, um, you know, Frank Frank Jonas is quite a, you know, whilst was well respected, was quite a low key character, um, and I think Russell, um, you know, very well known in the area, very strong personal brand, as well as the, you know, the the kind of, you know, a, a real big positive energy behind you know pip's message of, of an alternative to you know tired party politics um i think this year i think we're in a situation where you know scott is a very you know is a very visible all round all year round presence in hilsey you know interesting that when we put the we didn't even put the call out for the hustings and um Scott, I can't remember whether he actually put his hand up on the day or the day after, but um, yeah, I, I don't I, think the ballot boxes were even cold by no, the time he'd actually he, he said, "Put me down." I'll do next year. Put me yeah. down for next year. So I, I think with Scott's strong personal brand, um, no disrespect to to Emily at all, but I, I, I think Scott's going to do enough. I don't think it's going to be. I think it'd be tight, but I think he's uh, he's going to win it. Yeah, I I, I don't think. I, I don't think I can say anything um, else else to that really. Um, so, uh, so the candidates on the ballot this year for the um, for the Hillsy voters: uh, Mariam Daniel for the Labour Party, Emma Murphy for the Greens, Scott Peter Harris for the Conservatives, Emily Strudwick for Portsmouth Independence Party, and Peter Williams for the Liberal Democrats. So it's taking us to so. our top four. Mm. So I'll change my numbering system just to fit in with yours now. So at four. Ah, oh, you you conformist. <laughs> so I my, just can't get my head to work it. I'm sorry. Uh, so when we've agreed on all ten so far in terms of the outcome, so here's where things could become divergent. So at number four, I've got Eastney and Craneswater. Oh, interesting. So my number four is Baffins. Oh, that's my. Oh, that's my number two. Right, shall cool. I shall I give you my view on Eastney and Craneswater? You go for it. Now, I think it's one of those kind of wards where it is all over the shop, and you know it's had it's had Lib Dems, it's had Conservatives. The the there's been a quite a strong Labour resurgence in the last couple of years. Um, Votes tend to swim around a bit in in um, 
in Eastney and Craneswater. And this is another one where we see the incumbent stepping down. Now, Linda Symes won it with 35% of the vote back in 2019, but I think since then it's become a bit more of a a bit more of a kind of a, an open race. And so much as it pains me, I've got Eastney and Craneswater down as a Lib Dem gain. Interesting. Uh, so have I. Um, so I think, um, yeah, I think actually, so last year we had um, the um, the folks in Eastney and Craneswater um, returned Matthew Winnington again, who had been um, ousted the, the year before by John Smith from the Conservatives. Um, but I think that was more about um, so there was a bit of a national kind of research and there was this was kind of the, the you know the um, vaccine euphoria kind of uh, time so it was a very good time for the conservative vote to be honest but there was also a very strong labor campaign um, in the ward that year and I think the tussle for second uh, for basically between labor and the Liberal Democrats um, allowed the the, um, the conservative candidate to kind of win through um, last year that didn't happen it was a different year for the conservatives I think nationally um, and locally, we, locally, it was, uh, yeah, it was a we, very hard night. Yeah it, yeah, it was a very, very hard, a very, very hard night um, for the Conservatives. Um, but it's, but just kind of seeing on the, on that trend, I don't think um, there's going to be a resurgence uh, much in in their vote uh, this year. Um, and I think, um, although um, although this was this was one again where we had a where we had a good hustings um, with. Um, uh, we with a, a good slew of, uh, of candidates and our first reform uh, UK candidate actually taking part in one of our hustings. So, yeah, I th I think I think it's going to be a tight one actually between uh, between Labour and the Liberal Democrats. But I I do feel that I'm reasonably confident that the that the Liberal Democrats are actually going to going to uh, going to uh, take that award back. And it's interesting because you you've got it as the, as a you've got it as a Lab Lib Dem fight. I, I've actually got it as a Lib Dem conservative fight uh and i think that oh. one, i think it's going to be quite tight I, I don't think the conservatives will do anywhere near as badly as they did um last year I, I i don't i don't see a resurgence back up to the 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 kind of you know two years ago um but mm -hmm. i don't think it will be as bad as last year so I, i'm 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 going lib dem hold but i'm i'm, I'm or lib dem gain but I'm uh, I'm putting that down at less than five percent. Oh, okay. Oh, I haven't got that specific. Um. Oh, no. So um. Yeah. So um. So the the um. So the candidates um, vying for your votes in Eastney and Craneswater. Again, go and have a listen or a watch of our of our hustings for Eastney and Craneswater. Um. If you um. If you'd like to hear what the um. What the um. What, oh, what have I done there? I've, I've, uh, sorry, uh, Peter Candlish, I've deleted your first name instead of your middle name from the copy and paste job I did from the, um, from the notice of electors. So the, um, the Liberal Democrat candidate is in fact Peter Candlish, not Gordon Candlish, as I've got on the screen at the moment. Um, the Portsmouth Independence candidate is Jenny Dobson. Uh, we've got Stephen Gorys for the Conservative Party, Tamara Groen for the Greens. Jane Shepherd for Labour and Mark Zimmer uh, for Reform UK. So um, yeah, so we had um, we had Peter, Stephen, Jane, and Mark all join us um, in our hustings uh, the Sunday before last. I think that was our first one with um, with four candidates this year. So um, was it was indeed it was indeed a a busy hustings. So do go along and have a have a have a listen or a look at that. So you 
I, I had Baffins as my second closest. You had it as third closest. Do you want to talk to me about Baffins? Um, okay. <laughs> Actually, if you insist. Um, so, uh, so Baffins. Um, so another ward where uh, where a sitting councillor's uh, standing down. So that's uh, Lynn Stagg from the Liberal Democrats. Um, so their um, their candidate this year, uh, Leonie Oliver um is um trying to step into her shoes um and i'm just trying to um get the get the stats back up so uh, yeah we had a hustings there um where we had uh where we had the conservative candidate and we um and to be fair joe uh joe made a good presence on on the hustings um on that one sorry i'm just someone's just frozen my end so i couldn't get the um couldn't get the baffins um the numbers up i've got them now um sorry Um, Paul Oakley-Cleef um, gave a very yes. good count of himself as the PIP candidate. And I think mm-hmm. Paul was um, Paul was second last year, wasn't he, in terms of uh, he, he narrowly edged ahead of the Conservative candidate last year. Um, and, and it's strange, isn't it, that we're, we're talking about Baffins as being, you know, it, it, it's in our top three of closest wards because, um, you know, if we look back at 2019, um, Lynn Stagg won it with 45% of the vote. Um, so, you know, that that would have been considered pretty much a cast iron seat going forward. But um, Baffins, I think, has been one for those of us that love to study the political runes, um, is a little bit, um, it's one that we sort of, we, we spend a lot of time sort of trying to understand it. And I'm not sure we ever quite get there. Um perhaps um but it's got a it's you know there's a certainly sh- there's a strong community feel in, mm. in wards uh wards like baffins um and indeed the, you know the people there um uh, take um just before people don't don't at me not i'm not saying that other people don't um but they take a great deal of um pride they've got some obviously some um um good community facilities um within the ward um i think there's going to be a i think it's going to be a tighter battle between the conservatives and the liberal democrats than than um than has been had in previous years um so i think um if anything baffins will probably buck the trend i think for um for what will happen to the conservative vote across the city um but i do still see that as a as a lib dem win oh, sorry as a lib dem return okay uh, hold Blech. first one we've disagreed on Oh, what did you say it was going to be? I, I didn't say. I hadn't said oh. as yet. No. Oh. No. I said I thought it was going to be tight. Um, but I've got it down as a con game. Oh, okay. I can see how I could be wrong on that one. And, you know, as I've said, I think it's going to be a close run thing. Um, there there is a... I, yeah, yeah, no, I, and to be fair... The, the the form guide would say that you've you've, you've picked the favourite, and I think you you know no one could argue against a, a Lib Dem hold. But I've just there is a piece of me that has always thought that Baffins should be. I've got nothing more to go on other than a feeling should be a conservative. Um, it should be a conservative stronghold. I think we've got a really strong candidate in there this year. He's been very active. And I'm I'm saying we're going to sneak it. So it brings us down to our fi- okay. final two. Yeah. We think are going to be proper close. Um, shall I just read out the candidates? Yeah, yeah, Baffins? yeah. Let's do that. Um, that's an interesting um interesting um observation though. I don't I don't entirely disagree with you seeing that that's a 
I can see what you're what you're saying there about the about the strength of the Conservative candidate. I'm just kind of looking at over the last seven years they've returned a Liberal Democrat councillor for yeah, the, yeah. for six of them, um, and last year with a nearly twenty percent um, point lead advantage. So I, I just yeah I don't, I don't see it. Well, let's see. Um, we'll see. We'll see tomorrow night, um, and our listeners and viewers can follow along and see which of us were wrong. Um, and which of us were right? We might both be wrong. Who knows? Um, so the candidates um, on the ballot uh, for for Baffins are Mark Farwell for the Labour Party, Paul Oakley-Cleef for Portsmouth Independence, Leonie Oliver for Liberal Democrats, Bob Simmons for the Greens, and Joe Standen for the Conservative Party. So that leaves us Central South Sea mm-hmm. and Milton. Now, I've got Central South Sea as my... Milton's my closest. Shall we cover Central South Sea first? Yeah, okay. Um, I've got it in the same order as well. Perfect. So, Central South Sea. Susie Horton, the incumbent. Mm -hmm. um, Friend of the pod. Mm -hmm. Universally kind of acknowledged as a generally fine individual and good egg by most but all my word hasn't central south sea been a battleground over recent years um yes it's certainly been um i think a key target ward for the local labor party um they've certainly made it um an area that they've put lots of um campaign effort um into um in order to return um charlotte gerarda the um, um the year before last um and i think that yeah, was it'd be fair to one. say that was the shock of two years ago um mm. you know steve pitt i think pretty much everyone acknowledged that he had worked his buttocks off over the pandemic um deputy leader of the council and the cruel mistress that is politics then saw him out on those same buttocks and charlotte gerarda returned for labor um so yes and last year um so last year it was a it was a, a quite a convincing labor win um to be fair so yeah it was a it was a tight one thing um in 2021 but it, yeah last year was a um was you know there's what a, a sizable gap there so um I, I think if you look at the trend of the vote over time there's been a bit of a fight backwards and forwards um it's it you know it was you know in you know from 2014 it's been it's been Liberal Democrat, Liberal Democrat, Liberal Democrat, Labour, Liberal Democrat, Labour, Labour. Um, so, um, so, yeah, the, I think it's I think it's a very very close one, and I find it really hard to call. But you you we discussed beforehand that you were going to force me to. Yeah, so. I think I think we're going to have to. And the smart money, the smart money mm-hmm. here would predict a, a, a Labour gain. But there's a part of me that can't do it. I can't I can't call it. I think. You know, at the end, of the, I think Susie's very much a fighter, and I think you know there is an element of she does work really hard for a, you know, for a constituency and for the city as a whole. And th- there's a my statistically leaning brain says Labour will probably snatch it, but there's a part of me that's that still works in the world of natural justice, and I'm going for a. Wish she wasn't a Lib Dem, but a Susie Horton Holt. What? Hang on. (laughs) 
you you went really kind of like you went really around that. I didn't know. Wh- I thought you were wow. Okay. I yep. thought you were going the other way on, on that one. Um, I'm I'm honestly really struggling to um, really struggling to call it. If I just look at the bar chart of what's there, and that's a liberal, you know, it's a you know, you can I mean, see that the the labour labour vote share um, over time ha- has been increasing. So I, I, if I was going on that, I'd say that that would be um, that would be a, a narrow labour gain. Yep. So and and to be fair, it, it's a, let's be honest that neither of us has a vote in Central South Sea, so we can't influence it no. one way or the other. And and as no. I say, the statistician's choice would be the Labour gain. And with your cool analytical head, that's the way you've gone. I don't um, always like what my cool analytical head tells me. No, no, um, no, no. But, um, but that's the you know that's that's the way of it. But again, that's um that's another good hustings to um to go listen to watch. Um, so we had Susie and uh, so Joshua Allen, the uh, Labour Party candidate, um, were um, were um, were taking part in the hustings. Unfortunately, the um, the PIP candidate Lee Tyndall uh, um, had to pull out because he was um, he was taken poorly um, shortly before um, we did them. So uh, yeah, and uh, Menno Groen, uh, the Green candidate, and Alicia Denny, um, the Conservative candidate. But yeah, do go listen to and watch well, uh, and watch that hustings. Yeah, so there is an element of look. You know, we provide these as a as a noble service as well as keeping us out of trouble and off the streets. So if you are wavering as to as to which way you should go tomorrow and uh, between Labour and the Lib Dems in Central South Sea, go and have a listen to the hustings and make your decision based on what you hear. Which leaves us inevitably to the one where we think, oh, it's going to be tight. We're in Milton. Um, yes, so... Um... Yeah, it's it's gonna be um it's gonna be a tough one um this year I think for uh, I think for Milton uh for for several reasons I think it's um it's just the confluence of uh, of um of what's happening in the in the local political so again another um you know um strong kind of community focused uh, focused area it's one of the the key wards that would be Im- impacted by the uh, by the proposed Aquin project um, if that gets to go ahead um, and that's been a kind of a strong element to um, to the campaign element of um, uh, well to be fair of um, it's it's not exactly something that political parties or indeed any candidates across the city have disagreed about um, but it's um, it's been kind of like a, a, a strong thing kind of going on in the ward but um but yeah, so the so the existing Labour group, um, sorry, I beg your pardon, um, the existing Liberal Democrat group leader uh, Gerald Vernon Jackson is um, is up for re-election, um, and um, last year um, it was a it was a narrow win, returning um, Steve Pitt um, back to the council. Um, thirty five votes over Paul, I think, or thirty four. It was a, it was a handful, and. Um... And yeah, if you look at it back in 2019 when Gerald was returned, you know, he had a very, very, very chunky share of the vote, 41% um, back then. And it, it got to the point last last year where it was a handful of votes. And again, this will be one where I can feel your heart and your head in conflict here, Simon. Um, I think there's, I think this year, a bit of anti-establishment thing going on. 
I think that this will be that this is the ward that I think Labour have poured an awful lot of resource into, and it's it was part of my thinking around Central South Sea as to as to why I think uh, I gave Susie the nod. I think Labour are really pouring everything they can into into um, into Milton, and I think with Paul Rand Savage's work with Aquint, I think that's going to be enough to get her over the line. Um, yeah, sim I really str I mean, these last two I really struggled with, hence yep. their place on, on, on my list of, um, but if I look at the numbers and I look at kind of what I'm seeing on the ground and I, you know, we have to, we have to be clear, neither of us has access to secret behind the scenes data oh. or information from any political party. No one's, no one's sharing with us any polling information or, um, any canvassing information. We are just doing this on what we're seeing. Uh, we're using past results as as some sort of guide of, of future results, which isn't necessarily always accurate. Nope. Um, yeah, I I I do see that as a as an as a labour win. So we've agreed on twelve out of the fourteen wards. The only two that we differ on are Baffins, where you're suggesting a Lib Dem hold, and I'm suggesting Congain and Central South Sea, where I'm suggesting a Lib Dem hold, and you're suggesting a Labour gain. Well, good Lord, we've, we've, we've never been so aligned. Um, is this the new consensus politics they talked about? Who knows? Um, so I think based on, to be fair, the, the, the difference between... Um, you know, ultimately, I think in terms of if, if we have got it right, there's every chance we've got some of these things hideously wrong. Um, indeed. But And some of them I really hope I have. Well, well yes, indeed. Indeed. And, and again, there, there is an element of, uh, you know, as we sit there tomorrow at, well, actually the day after tomorrow at about three o'clock in the morning as we're coiling up all no. the wires... <laughs> Well, well, the, the council said that they expect the first declaration to be about half midnight and the last to be about half past two. So that's kind of rapid going. Yeah. Um, the interesting, the interesting thing for me is to it will be as to which ward ends up being called first and which ward ends up being called last. I reckon Drayton and Farlington will be the first one to be called, and the last one to be called will be Milton. I think we agree. We agree on Milton. I think um, I'm hoping not, but I think the first one to be called will be Charles Dickens. Um, because the number of votes to be counted are not usually as many as you'd hope, um, okay, and I think, yeah, that's, I think that will right. that will be a function of tomorrow. I think the turnout is going to be down. Um, I think we'll be back in no overall control, but I think the key thing is that whatever happens tomorrow, we will be there for every twist and turn, like a twisty turny thing. Yes, indeed, like a twisty turny thing. And in in, uh, in your in your predictions. The council, um, so currently there's 17 Liberal Democrat um, councillors, 13 Conservative, 8 Labour. Now, I, I tried this at the beginning and couldn't make the numbers well up, so I'm not going to repeat my nope. stupidity. But, um, but the car, um, yeah, so it, interestingly, both of us end up with the same number of Liberal Democrats. Yes. Um, and a slightly different number of Conservatives and a slightly different number of Labour um, candidate, um, Labour councillors. So... Who knows? At the end of the day, it is for the voters to decide. Um, and if you are one of those um, and you are not voting by post, um, 
then you will need to remember to take voter ID with you tomorrow. Tomorrow being the first time um, in a English um, wide England wide poll that you will need to uh, need to take photo ID. Um, you can find some details of that. I'm going to put into the into the top of the left hand side of the screen a QR code where you can go to uh, go to the Electoral Commission's website to get details of the ID that you can find, uh, that you can use, things like a driving license, um, a um, passport, proof of age card, uh, certain local travel cards and other um, local government, other government issued documents. But at the polling station, when, when you would normally go up to the person and say, I am such and such from, and they'll ask you to confirm your address or you'd hand over your polling card if you, if you remember to take it with you, you don't have to take your polling card with you, but they'll ask you for the same thing and they'll also ask you for photo ID. Um, there might also in some polling stations be someone on the door asking you whether you've got photo ID to kind of remind you rather than kind of causing a queue later um, later in the station. But do remember in the trial in Gosport in 2018, about 45% of the people that were turned away without ID didn't actually come back and vote. So do set a reminder on your phone, put a post it on the back of your door, put it into your coat or put it into your bag to make sure that you've got it with you. Uh, but do make sure that you've got your um, your photo ID with you so that you can be able to vote tomorrow. Um, polls open from 7am and close at 10pm. If you are in the queue to vote at 10pm, you are entitled to still vote past 10pm. So if you're in the queue waiting to get in at 10pm, stay in the queue if you want to vote because they will, allow, they will be allowed to vote. Um, so... Um, yeah, that's um, that's kind of the thing there. So um, on yeah. that administrative bombshell, we shall be turning up all armed with ID tomorrow. You've been listening mm. to the Pompey Politics Podcast. I've been Ian Tiny Morris. Um, I've been Simon Sansbury, um, and thank you very much uh, for watching. But yeah, do um, do keep a, do follow us um, on our Facebook page or on Twitter, or subscribe to us on YouTube, um, or um, um, click to say that you're interested in the event for the live stream tomorrow um, to make sure you get notifications when we go live. Uh, but we'll see you uh, tomorrow evening. Um, and do remember to cast your vote. It's your vote, your voice. Don't lose it. Um, it's yours. And I've been Simon Sansbury. It feels weird without any guests or any hustings no, no, participants no, to say all, to all, say have been yeah. here as well. No, um, there's been my cat, but that doesn't really count. Right. Time to, no. time to get rested, ready for tomorrow. Onward and upward. Yeah, time to get some sleep, I think. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Pompey Politics Podcast. If you want to make sure you get notifications about upcoming shows and get to know when we're live, we normally broadcast live 6.27pm on a Sunday evening, then follow us on Facebook at Pompey Politics Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at Pompey Politics One. Please... If you'd like to, feel free to leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts, and you can even ask Alexa to play the podcast for you. Alexa, play the latest episode of the Pompey Politics Podcast. Getting Pompey Politics Podcast from Amazon Music. Alexa, the latest episode. stop. See? It's easy.